The Revamped Podcast, hosted by Lindsay Hepner. Rebuilding the digital entrepreneur. So what is your line at a bar? I don't have one. Like you don't you don't go up to girls at all at a bar. I mean, like I'll like if like I'm at the bar, like and we're both ordering a drink, I'll be like, hey, how are you? Like I don't like yeah. I'm not trying to like uh, your pants look great. They look better with me in them type thing. Or oh something my like God. Like, Did we just say that? Like, okay. So yeah. Um, I don't have to put my fucking hair up. Um, no, I'm not like a lying guy. Okay. I, which I respect in so many ways because I think a lot of that stuff is like, okay, like that's not really who you are. I actually one time on Bumble, I, some, some chick said hi. Yeah. And I responded with like a, I think a gif of, uh, I think it was Stitch going, hi. You know that gif? Yeah. And she deleted me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, <laughs> she said, no thanks. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I feel like girls are even too. With, <laughs> yeah. You have to remember nope. that, like, you guys are always trying to, like, okay, that didn't work. That didn't work. I'll just try again. I'll try again. Whereas, whereas girls don't really do that all the time. So... You know, we are getting that kind of energy all the time. And it's like, oh, my God, like, can you just be normal? You know, yeah, can you just be a normal human and talk to me normally and not have like, Is, are you saying are you I, running it? Because you're running in my mind and all this like, all are you these, saying I shouldn't have led with the stitch gift? Yeah, I, I think thought it was have. funny. Yeah. But the thing is, is like you have to also remember that like you're you're showing this whatever persona to someone who doesn't know you. Mm. So so they won't get it. That's a good point. That's my point. But this is the thing. Think of how many people reach out to us and go, well, they don't vibe with our comment. You know what I mean? Like you have to remember that I'm meeting you from the first time. So would you be at a bar and be like, hi? No, I think it's too different. I think it's two different. No, it's not. Because in our minds, it's not too different. If you were at a bar going, hi, with your gif. Okay. That's how I feel like it would be in a DM. That's how I feel it would be on Bumble. That's how I'd feel if you called me. You know but what I mean? But Bumble, they reach out first. I know. So and, it's a response. And they're, and they're like, hi, how are you? No, she didn't. She like put like a winky face or something. Okay, so she winked at you at the bar. You could do that on DM. You could do that everywhere. So, but would you so do that? yeah, so you walk up and you go, hi. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's funny. And if Which, she doesn't think it's funny, that's okay. Yeah. But then, you know, you just got to pick up the broken pieces and move on. Well, I have to say that being turned down is in all aspects of life. Don't you think, Chris? No, you I mean, know? of course. Because I, I think also, too, that's made guys more easier to strike up a conversation at a bar because they've been turned down so many times. It's like, mm-hmm. it's fine. I've already done this. Yeah, I already business, know. Business, in business. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, I feel like... I feel like it's such an easier transition to be like, okay, I've always like, well, I'm not saying every guy gets turned down all the time, but I'm just also saying yeah, that those, you, jerks out those there. that practice yeah. of yeah. approaching something that's really, really nerve wracking yeah. and doing it multiple, multiple times 
can start feeling like, okay, I already know the outcome. It's not as scary anymore. Mm -hmm. And now I'm just perfecting my craft at being good at it. Maybe being good at being turned down, right? Yeah. I mean, once you, if you perfect being turned down, then you are ultimately super prepared for being accepted. Yes, exactly. Because you, you have zero fear about getting turned down anymore. It's just like, it's an automatic, I'm going to, approaches because i want it if i don't get it i know i'm just gonna do it again for sure it's not there's no nothing holding you back exactly and that leads into Lindsay's peace of mind which today i wanted to talk about um where we have ann ann winters on the show today but i just wanted people to know that you know me and chris are here talking about you know being turned down at a bar there's also that process of being in business and being turned down constantly at something you're trying to achieve and always feeling like you're a failure, always feeling like, okay, man, like I keep getting beat up by the same situation. And I think it's really important to remember that this is all a learning experience to make you better. So when you do get that, mm-hmm non-failure yes i want you Mm -hmm. to work for me or yes you got the job or whatever your sale whatever yeah yeah. and the sale or anything you're like okay that feels like a reward Mm -hmm. and you're not so scared about the nose and and we've we're discussing on this episode today with ann a lot of things about this and i i just think it's important to stop thinking that failure is a no it's Mm -hmm. it's not it's 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 something that's teaching you to be better at your craft, I believe. Yep. And yeah. one of my favorite things that I've heard is um, failure is not a no. It's one step closer to a yes. Yes, or exactly. Or something along those lines. But I, yeah, you know. I, I agree with you. I, I read a book that if you have more no's in your life, you'll probably be more successful than someone mm-hmm. who hasn't had no's. Yep. So yeah. So let's get into the episode. Let's do it. Okay. So today we have Ann Winters. Hello. <laughs> and we were discussing previously before this conversation that we just had that I have been saying your name wrong. Okay. And so this is this horrible. Is, no, it's not wrong. I have, I was born Anne. That is my original <laughs> name. But as a little kid, I was like, Anne, like that's so boring. So I wanted like an Annie. And then, but I never wanted to respell it. Got it. Got it. So I always just had people call me Annie. And now as I get older and like I introduce myself and people read Anne, they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, oh God, I have to say this every time. So you were born Anne. Yeah. Like that's my, that's my name. I just don't, I didn't like it growing up. But I think, like I said, at age like 30, actually, no, it's going to happen sooner because this conversation, like I need to just (laughs) introduce myself as Anne because I think it's about time to transition to like the older name it's like ann winters is i like it though i like i like it too i'm 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 okay with it now yeah i think personally when i think of annie or ann i think annie super super young yeah and like ann i i i kind of take it as like okay she's sophisticated yeah like she's got her yeah she's got her shit together yeah so i would okay, keep ann i would keep ann right now i wouldn't okay, i wouldn't wait Let's i'll just, try to now it's gonna be me trying to remember to introduce myself as ann that's gonna be the new thing yes yeah uh, introduce yourself as your original name yeah that's what <laughs> <laughs> own it own it own it girl so 
Um, we actually met through a few different people. Yeah. Um, and I'm just so excited to have you on the podcast today, but also too like to get to know you a little bit better because mm-hmm. I feel like we've been trying to hang out. This is the first time we've met. Yes. In person. In person, but we talk, I feel like every other day. Yeah. So, um, it's really nice to see you in person. You look exactly like your Instagram, which means you're beautiful. So, Thank you. I've actually um, never seen a photo or anything of you. So I what? Yeah. Really? Oh my gosh, that's so funny. So that's I good. was I like had no idea. Like yeah. when your voice came around, I was like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> I've literally never seen her ever in my life. So, well, anyways, well, I see you all the time, and I have to like approve her images and, and content and everything. We work together. So, um, but where are you originally from? I think we just talked about Texas, right? Yeah. So originally from Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up there, um, until I was 17 and then I moved out here. Okay. So you moved out. Did you move out here for acting mm-hmm. specifically? And were you doing it in Dallas or? Okay. So I, at like 15 years old, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess even before then I did like plays and stuff in middle school, which I really enjoyed. And then when I got to high school, like plays were a lot, uh, harder. And I decided not to do plays anymore. And like, I got like, I just was like, I don't want to do theater anymore. So I was like, maybe I can do commercials or something and like make money on the side and like do like something fun. And then, um, it just so happens like one day on my birthday, um, my two friends heard this thing on the radio. And at the time I was obsessed with Hannah Montana, by the way, this has a big thing to do with it. (laughs) Like I genuinely wanted to be Hannah Montana so bad she was like my favorite anyways um so we were listening to the radio and they were like if you want to be like hannah montana or if you want to be on disney channel call this number and my friends did it as a joke and i was like you know whatever and they called us back like at our house phone and i remember my mom being like what is this radio like disney thing and i was like oh my gosh let's go like let's do it so i went and like you have to you had to like sing a song in front of like the, all these people. And then you had to like memorize a little commercial. So you sing, you can I sing? sing a little bit. Okay. Too. Yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. I like That's to good. sing for fun. Like I don't like taking it too seriously or yeah. else I get like, okay, I'm not like trying to be Christina Aguilera guys, but like <laughs> I can like hold a tune a little bit. Yeah. So don't take me too seriously. But anyway, so I sang and then, um, you have to like memorize a little commercial and then you audition to go, in front of a lot of agents and managers in LA for like this big competition. And so you um, guys flew out to LA just for this competition? No, no. So they held like auditions all around the U S okay. Got it. Basically. And then they get a group of like all these people together and then they come to LA and then you audition like big time in front of casting and uh, agents and managers and all this stuff. It's kind of like one of those things that my dad is a very big skeptic and he was like, this is a scam. They want our money. And like this, you're not going to get anywhere with this. This is stupid. And I was like, but I want to do it for fun. Like going to LA and like doing all this stuff. Yeah. And so it just so happens that my dad had a conversation with like the guy and the guy was like, look, I really think that your daughter is good at this. And I wouldn't be just saying this. So if you don't get anything out of this, mm-hmm. then we'll give you your money back. So, so how <laughs> so much, that's the only reason why I was able to go. So you were able to audition, but you had to pay something to audition. Yeah. Cause you have to pay like for the classes. So like up until you even go to the competition, got it. you have to do like, um, rehearsals and classes and you have mm-hmm. to like do a okay. monologue and you have to like work with all these 
people for like weeks leading up. You have to get photo shoots done. Oh, so like this headshots. was like, okay, so I remember doing something like this actually when I was younger. So you have to do all these processes before you actually get, get to LA. Get to, wow. It's like okay. the performance so is how, like in LA. How much is something like that? How much was that? I mean, I don't know. I didn't, I, that was something I wouldn't know at 15. My parents wouldn't tell me They're, They would just say yes or no, you know? Okay. So, so, I so they no fully idea. like supported it. So your parents have been supportive this whole time yeah. with your, your career Ta- choice. My everything. dad has been very skeptical, but like, I've definitely like proved myself every step of the way to Got where him. he's slowly. Yeah. Well now he, he, you know, he's fine. But up until this point, he was very skeptical. Even when I got to LA, um, he was like, Oh my God, this is like, you know, all these kids, like what is really going to happen out of this? Yeah. And it just so happens out of the whole, like (laughs) (laughs) the whole competition, there was one acting award and it was like the person that wins the acting portion. It was like acting, singing, dancing. And, um, whoever won signed immediately with a man, a top management company in Los Angeles. Got it. And didn't have to audition or whatever. So I was like, I, I got that. And so oh that's gosh. the only reason why I got started was I like won you this won competition. Okay. And then, um, I didn't even have an agent or a manager or anything in Dallas at all. So after I signed with LA, they were like, well, you have to come out here a lot and like, you know, audition so and stuff. Out. So well, no, I, I was like, well, I have to finish high school. Like that was a big thing. My parents weren't going to just you know, have me up and leave. Yeah. And I hadn't really worked that much. I like just kind of, it was more, they signed me on a potential kind of thing, you know, like I hadn't, I had no experience under my belt. I really just tried it out for this thing. So from, from that, you know, signing with that, um, agency, did you get a lot of work from that agency? So I was with them for, up until I did Tyrant, which was like my first big show. Mm-hmm. But I also got a agent in Dallas to where I could kind of do both. Got it. And then I would fly back and forth. My first role that I got was with Haley Steinfeld, actually. It was oh, uh, called Summer She's Camp. so cute. It never got picked up. It was for Nickelodeon. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I did work with Haley Steinfeld, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. And it was like some Nickelodeon cute little show or whatever. Um, and then after that, um, I did a couple indies like in Dallas. I really tried to just finish high school. And like, I took even a year off cause I was like, I hate flying back and forth and I'm missing yeah. out on homecoming and prom and all the fun things that I want to do. And, um, and then when I, you know, when sh- shit gets real, like when everyone's like, where am I going to go to college? And I'm yeah. visiting all these colleges. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I should defer a year, see what happens in LA. Cause I kind of, you know, have this going for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and lots of times I feel like, you know, I'm all for school and I'm also all for, um, going towards your passion. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like I did the same thing. I like took off a, a, a quarter of school and then went and traveled and then went back to school because yeah. I just wanted to do both. Yeah. Um, but I could see like, if you already have your passion, why not pursue it? I mean, yeah. a lot of times you go to school to do that, to right. find out what you want to do, but it seems like you've always known what you wanted to do. Yeah. And I'm really curious what made you pivot to kind of stepping away from acting like on kind of Broadway, I guess, or, or that kind of yeah, stuff. Like theater. Yeah. Theater and everything. Like what, why didn't you want to go towards that route anymore? Like what made it like impossible to kind of keep up with that? <laughs> okay. Honestly, when I changed schools, 
in eighth grade, mm-hmm. the theater kids were weird. <laughs> that was a big reason. I mean, I'm just, I'm just not gonna lie. That was a big reason. And then also too, I, I always hated to find weird because I feel like everyone has their weird, but like, like just w- wouldn't be like, I just like, like I, I just would not get Like I just would not get along with any of them. Got it. And rehearsals are, like I said, like in middle school there, it's like fun. It's like everyone does it together. And yeah. then in high school, it's like they take it seriously. And I kind of just was doing it for fun. Got it. And it, the stress of all of the rehearsals and performances, it just wasn't worth it to me to like spend that much time. I was also a competitive cheerleader Got and it. I was on like three different teams. Yeah. So that so. was like my high school thing. Yeah. Not, I was like theater with, you know, these kids or cheerleading, something I also was really passionate about at the time. Got it. So you were just kind of pick and choosing and then you decided yeah. after that you still wanted to be in the limelight, but acting was like a different route. Yeah. So with acting, what is, I mean, what's kind of the difference in like the, the I guess, time frame of, you know, working on that? Because I mean, that's mm. a lot of memorization and um, I mean, what is your, you mean like the difference with theater? Like, I don't know. Theater. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause I, I mean, both, both sides of it, you're still having to be in front of people. You're still have to memorize like your lines and like work with other people on getting that communication you yeah. know, in line. So yeah. what, what is different about the two that made you feel like you could still do that, but not I mean, I would just say in general, like, I really don't know much about theater. I did it like literally in middle school and Mm -hmm. then that was it. And it's probably way different professionally. I think it's still the same amount of like work that goes into it, but it's just a different process. Like Mm -hmm. instead of me doing a scene, maybe, I mean, you still do it like a million times on set, Yeah, but then you're done. You know, Got theater, it. you work and you rehearse and then you perform for a and longer span for, of, yeah. for a longer span of time. And also like just that one time. And that makes me so nervous. Oh, yeah. I can like, I don't imagine. get nervous on camera because I'm like, you know, if, I mean, y- you don't want to mess up. But if you do, y- you just do yeah. it again. Yeah. And you don't have to like be in front of a live audience. And you don't like, have to be in front time. of a live audience. Got and it. your and your expressions on on camera and film can be um a lot less because the camera's so close to you. Yeah. And on stage, you have to be like really dramatic and like perform. It's just a whole, it's literally two different completely ways of acting. Got too. it. So I, I guess for anyone who's listening out there, I mean, that comes to a really good point that there is two, two sides of it. One where if you can, oh gosh, I'm so bad at memorizing stuff. So I can't even imagine being on Broadway or something like that. So if you're someone that is more of like scene per scene, it would be easier to do acting. A hundred, I mean, a a show or something, right? Yeah. But I would say that you think memorizing is going to be hard, but like when you really, when you know, like a performance is coming up, Mm -hmm. even if you're on theater, you are prepared. Like they won't let you just not know your lines, you know, you will, you will know your lines. It won't, I mean, it might be tough, but like you just, it happens and you have so many rehearsals and then you end up doing it. I mean, this is from what I've heard. I'm I'm really not, (laughs) I really don't do theater, but, um, but film I mean, lines is a big thing. I definitely run them and it depends on the kind of show, like a comedy. If it's like really fast paced, um, I try to just literally memorize the lines like backwards and forwards so that I can be like quick. Got it. Yeah. And then dramas, I kind of like to be more 
Um, like I memorize the lines, but I also kind of let myself free from, from the lines so that I can actually feel something. Got it. I yeah. mean, I feel something yeah. in both. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm still good in comedy. <laughs> yeah. I still feel it. But. Wait, so uh, your first big break, I mean, how was that? I mean, that must have been so exhilarating, right? To like, it literally never happened like that. It never ends. Like the exhilarating moment of oh, booking something yeah. is like so. It's my favorite freaking thing when you get a call and they say like you book this role or wow. like you're flying here, whatever. Yeah. It's like it happens all over again and it's just the best feeling. But the first, yeah, like the first call is like, I mean, crazy. And what, what? So after they like, I mean, so you go into casting, right? And you mm-hmm. read some lines, correct? Yes. And they just kind of place you with a certain character that they think would be good for you. Or do, is everyone kind of reading the same type of line or how does that work? Oh my gosh. Um, okay. So like normally they'll have a breakdown of characters. So like mm-hmm. a script will go out and then the casting directors will get like, well, we want this girl to be the athletic one that does this, this, and this. And then, so they'll have like different characters and yeah. then the managers will send out whoever they think God, it will be do good it for that. But yeah. there has been times where, you know, my manager will be like, well, you could do this, this role or this role or read for both roles. Mm-hmm. So you can go on a, on a, you can go into an audition and read for two different roles sometimes. Oh, okay. And is that your choice or is that, is that their choice? I mean, usually it has to be like confirmed with the casting director. Got it. <laughs> you can't yeah. just go in and be like, I don't like this role. <laughs> I'm going to read for the other one. But um, a lot of the times if we're, if you can do both yeah. and it's like a personality thing or which one you're better at doing or okay. comfortable with, yeah. um, then they'll have you know, they'll have you do that. And then sometimes you'll go in and read for a role and they'll be like, you know what? After seeing you, I kind of want you to read for this one. Oh, okay. So they kind of like can see kind of, well, I mean, that's their job. They're scoping out like what you're good at and everything and what mm-hmm. they can see. Um, it's the same thing within our business where if a client wants a certain model, we can like kind of already yeah. see what they would be good for. Yeah. Also too, I mean, Oh man, I dreaded castings. I mean, not for acting, but for just in general of like modeling and stuff Mm -hmm. and just going into a room where you see 50 plus people that look like you or, you know, it's so intimidating, especially I didn't grow up in LA and obviously you didn't either. And a lot of people don't here, but just in the sense of like being thrown into something like that, where you have to be so confident within yourself to be okay with what's happening around you, which is so much competition. And like, how are they seeing the difference between you and the person next to you? You know? So how do you deal with that um, on a day to day basis? Like when you first started just being honestly, that's so hard. That's like one of the hardest things to get over is like you, you are so confident in how you're doing something. And a lot of the time when you're starting out too, they're bigger calls. Yeah. So you'll have a lot more people in outside and know this, that the doors are very thin sometimes. So you'll hear how every other girl oh, that looks like you read it yeah. and did it. And yeah. then you'll hear like, oh my God, that was so amazing. Wow. Like so good. And then you go in there and you do it and they're like, thank you so much for coming. And you're like, oh gosh, but the so girl you- just heard that she was really good. I uh, want to be good. Oh, so you hear their responses too. Lot, sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I sometimes, yeah. yeah, that's like a really big thing to get over, but you kind of just learn to really just, as long as you feel good about something and you're yeah. prepared and like, 
you did your best. You just have to walk away and know that there's going to be more opportunities. If you keep doing your best and you feel like, wow, I can't like that was really good for me. Yeah. Then you're that's all you can look at because you're going to get rejected. I would say like a million times. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? That's something I love that you just said right now, because I think that a lot of people feel like if you get rejected, they're rejecting you and you need to kind of separate that. I think, I think you need to realize that a lot of times rejection isn't about, it it might not be the perfect fit for you either, you know, in the long run. So failure is only what you make of it. I think that always hearing the word no, actually, the more times you hear it, I truly believe that is getting you closer to your dream because you are learning to not worry about that, you know, and you have to keep practicing something to be best, to be really good at it. And regardless of what people think about you, you know, so if you, if you are in an industry where you feel like, oh gosh, they're just going to tackle me with the nose, it's going to be okay because I think I've heard so many no's in my life. I, I think you have too, Anne, and it, look at where you are now. You know what I yeah. mean? So I like what you said too, um, that it wasn't even, it was, it should have been a no for you too. Like, mm-hmm. cause there's never been a time that I got told no or got rejected. And then my next job that it would have taken me, like if I get a job, then I'm booked. Yeah. And then if I'm free, then I can do whatever I want. So if I was to book the show that I was like super bummed about, then I wouldn't be able to be on the next one. And every time I book a show or book a movie, whatever it is, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I didn't get that one. Yes, perfect. You know, because this is so much more what I need to be doing. Yeah, and and you're gonna have to like trust the, trust yourself, trust the person that's booking you that like it may not have been the right fit. And also too, with your type of industry, I feel like a certain role can really steer you down the wrong path, right? Yeah. In the sense of not being rebooked or yeah. like looked looked differently, I guess, right? Yeah. Like pigeonholed and stuff. Yeah, so, that's very true. Yeah, so I, I think just looking at rejection is not, oh my gosh, they don't like me. It's more like, okay, you weren't a good fit for the role yeah. and that's okay because yeah. something else will come. Exactly, yeah. and a lot of the time it's not about you. It really yeah. isn't, I mean- I know everyone says that and they're like, no, but I feel like it's about me. And it's genuinely, it could be so many things, like literally anything. And there's so many people that have to say yes on you. It's ridiculous. And to get like, like 10, like a hundred people to agree on one person is hard. Yeah, for sure. So it's never, it's not just you. Yeah. And also, okay, so what, so when you get booked and you Mm. get that call, what is your next steps to what you're going to now do? Like, are you gone for three months? Are you moving somewhere? Like what, what, what's the whole plan look? It depends. I mean, while you know if you're going to be shooting in LA or if they're going to be shooting somewhere else. So that's like, if you're waiting for a call and you get booked and it's like, Like I shot in Israel for like five months. So like when I got booked for that, that was like a, oh my gosh, like I'm moving my life for five months. So that was like a big deal. Yeah. But like if you get a call and you're shooting in LA, then you're just like, got to start memorizing. Like (laughs) when's my first day? You know, like that's. So take us through the, like moving to Israel. That's really, really cool. And it's actually one of the places I really want to go to. So how was it? Tel Aviv. We stayed in Tel Aviv and it was amazing. I bet. Um, so I guess backtracking, like I booked the pilot, which 
filmed in Morocco. Okay. And that was my first time out of the country ever in my life. Oh, really? Was when I booked this show. Yeah. And I, well, I was like, I think I was 18. I think I just had turned 18. And like, I just remember getting off the plane and being like, oh my God, where am I? Like such a third world (laughs) country from going from Texas to LA to Morocco as my first time out of the country. It was like crazy. And then I lost my phone the first day on set. (laughs) <laughs> Didn't have a phone the whole time except for the little Motorola that they give you to like call the set yeah. people, whatever. Um, but anyways, filming there was really fun. The pilot got picked up and then for the first season they wanted to film in Israel because our one of our writers was from Tel Aviv and okay. that's kind of like what he had in mind and it was a Middle Eastern drama and it would just be easier, cheaper and like more authentic yeah. just for everybody. Yeah. Um, so I was there for like five five months. We were supposed to be there longer. And then the war started between Gaza and Tel Aviv or yeah, Tel Aviv. And they have this iron dome. So we were safe. But like I have videos of like a rocket that like flew in oh the air and I gosh. see it like go. Pff, it's crazy. And everybody's closets were bomb shelters. Like my closet was massive, which was really nice. But it was also like a like a safe were you were you freaked out? I mean, this is your first time being out of the country and like having to be in this situation where, you know, I think naivety really played a nice part at the time. <laughs> like now I'd probably be a little bit more scared. Yeah. But you're but like, this is I was like, it's, yeah, I'm on a show. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, That's all that matters. <laughs> I was like, great, whatever. Like, you know, I'm employed. Thank God. That's like all I was thinking. No, I'm just, I mean, I think there's a weird thing. Like when you're in yeah. a situation where like when, when you're out of it, I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Yeah. But when you're in it, you, you're in it. Yeah. So you, you kind of just fight or flight for sure. But when we moved to, so we went to Istanbul to film the very last episode. And I remember I love Istanbul. Istanbul was Sorry. Beautiful. I love Istanbul. Yeah. And we were all sitting on, on a roof eating dinner and we had all just come from Israel because we had to move. Yeah. And um, I remember there was like fireworks or something for some holiday and literally everybody ducked. Like what? everyone was like freaked scared. out, scared. Yeah. And then we all looked around like, oh my God, this is going to affect us more than we think it is. Because yeah. it's like you actually, I mean, it is scary, but you kind of are just like, whatever. I'm yeah. here. I got to do it. So Wow. Anyways. Uh, I, yeah, I mean- Gosh, I love Istanbul. I just remember being there and I went to Cairo as well. And I remember my mom always was like, please be careful. But I was naive during that time too. I was like backpacking for six months and I was like, yeah. I'll be fine. Yeah. Da, da, da. And you know, it, it is, it is, it can be scary because you're in a culture that you don't know everything and you know, you don't know. And, and plus you're an American. So that was like a huge, you yeah. know, label that I was like, I had on my back, mm-hmm. but I, I think learning different cultures and being around different people, I, I don't really like to watch news. So I yeah. really just like to see things for myself and yeah. trust my, my gut that I will be fine. And I was, and it was so amazing. And I think it's like the most important thing to do is like, oh, travel yeah. like that. Yes. I mean, mm-hmm. I grew up so much living. I mean, it was also my first time living alone too. Yeah. And what you don't realize, like if you are wanting to be an actor and you are on a location set, you don't work every day. Yeah. So you're not being, you don't work and then go home and that's in every day. So I worked like maybe once every like 
six, seven day work days. Oh, okay. So I would just have so much time off and I'm like, what am I going to do? Yeah. I made like local friends. Like I was like, you know, just living life there. And you kind of like, that's like a big thing that or advice that I would give any actor is like, you have to make a life wherever you are because I mean, it's not just going to be work, which is what I was expecting. Yeah. And it's like, they're not going to fly you back and forth. Like you have to make a new life while you're filming this project. But also too, isn't it good to like be in it, like in the thick of it, because that is your location and you are learning to be customized in that environment. So it's like staying there and being around those people. Like if you're on a show that's like actually involving that environment, is it easier to like, yeah, that's very true, but it would be a lot more enlightening if I was like not the daughter that came from America and just wanted to go home. (laughs) That was like my role. So it was like, I kind of was just always out of my element. Got it. Never mind. (laughs) Well, yeah, at the same time, it is like, it is really nice to film on location and it does give you that whole sense of the world that they're trying to portray. But you were also learning about yourself too. I mean, hundred percent, even though you were there for work, you were, I mean, no matter what, I think everyone should take advantage of traveling yeah. just to learn more about yourself 100%. and, and not only just like, Ooh, I can't wait to go to that hotel. It's like, you are learning about new people. You're learning about new, um, environments and new cultures and, and, and getting kind of out of your elements mm-hmm. is what makes you become, I think a better person 100%. for other people and understanding when you see someone that's not looks like you, yeah, that they come from somewhere else. And so you yeah. need to respect them just as much as they respect you and your culture. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. Know. I know. I, I love tra- I think it's super important. Yeah. yeah. And are you okay? So what about, you know, you've, you've done a few shows and, and, and have you done movies too, right? Correct. Mm-hmm. And so like w- about typecasting that we talked about, like, how do you, do you feel like you're being typecasted ever? Like when you go into castings and stuff, like there's like, this is a specific role for you that they like keep, you know, mm, continuously no. trying to put you at, you know, like t- I see Tom Cruise, you just, you know, there's like just yes. a specific role for him. No, I, I think that that's, well, I mean, you know, you always go out for I try to make every single role very, very different just personally. Yeah. So I can never be that if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't think I've ever done a role that was like a lot like the other one. That's why I always am trying to do new shows, do new characters and do something different. Like I never want to, you know, for me, it's boring to just kind of play the same thing. Yeah. So, um, I love just diving into like new characters and like making them different. I mean, you have to make them different. I think a typecast also is the actor too, kind of doing this, that just whatever they are comfortable doing too. Got it. Yeah. Cause I feel like it'd be fun. I mean, obviously I'm not an actress in any aspect of the word, but I think it'd be more fun to definitely be um, creating a new, you know, self, I guess Mm -hmm. for a show rather than keep on getting the same job. I think I would be so bored. Like I, I mean, although it's a great job to be on a show for like five or six seasons, which takes up like seven or eight years or whatever. Um, I'm so grateful that I have been on multiple different shows and like gotten to do movies in between. Mm -hmm. And whether that's me like dying on a show or whether that's, you know, the show not getting 
going another season, whatever it is, I like get so excited because I'm like, thank God that was fun. I want to do something else. Wait. So, okay. So that leads me into talking to you about, um, 13 reasons why, Mm -hmm. which I saw, I think maybe a few episodes and it kind of hit home for me because, um, not this, the suicide part, but like the part of like being bullied. Mm -hmm. Um, I was definitely bullied in high school, um, Mm -hmm. by a girl who just, didn't want anything to do with me. So she did everything she could to hurt me, my feelings. Like she'd throw gum in my hair, like on the bleachers. She would tell my boyfriends, like, don't date me and like all oh this stuff. I would, and she would try to beat me up like at dances, everything. So that's so crazy. I couldn't, I, it was really hard for me to watch the show because, yeah. you know, people don't realize how much that stuff affects you at such a young age mm-hmm. and going to school and being scared to go to school. And, you know, your peers are at, when you're, you're, you're that young, your peers are so important, you know, yeah, it's like, like that's all you, you're, you're impressing. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I can't even, I think we talked about this on other episodes, but I can't imagine having social media at this time mm-hmm. in school because yeah. just word of mouth at that time was hard for me you know just hearing people talk about you was like i don't want to go to school ever again so i can't imagine someone just texting someone posting a photo of you circulating through your whole class i can't imagine yeah so that show was really really tough for me to watch and your character i would love for you to like kind of express your character on the show and and how you kind of dealt with that because you also get emotionally involved don't you like with your characters for sure. I think that my, my character on 13 Reasons Why, um, I mean, that show in general just creates like an atmosphere of like everyone really like feeling like in their feels like you, yeah. like I was really like there with that character. And I think, um, a lot of girls go through that. And I really love telling the story of like the girl that's in a relationship and still getting, you know, abused in some way, mm-hmm. um, and, which I think is important to show. I, I loved playing that character. And and for anyone who hasn't watched the show, can you break down your character a little bit more on like okay. who you were and stuff? Yes. I think that's really important to know. I yeah. played Chloe on 13 Reasons Why I started in season two. So she comes in um, as like this really like preppy cheerleader who looks like she has like all of her shit together and is dating the, you know, Bryce Walker, who's the captain of the football team and everything and um i think she just really like in general wanted to look like she had it all together and like she was always smiling but like i feel like on the inside she was confused and hurt and she just never wanted to show it Mm -hmm. so it shows too like the girl in school that like may look like she has everything together but like is actually like freaking out and not knowing how to handle high school but also just trying to put on a brave face, you know? Um, So I think that that was kind of her story just in high school. And then obviously with Bryce, she like loves him and she's like, you know, this guy's so popular and he has power and like, I'm kind of scared of him, but I also still want my reputation at school to be like the cool girl. And if I break up with him, like what if he makes me like, what if I'm weird at school? Like, you know, it's all about reputation and it's all about, um, like who you're impressing at, at school. For sure. And she just cared so much about what her view was at, at school. And, and that character actually, I think lives on the social platform just in 
normal reality Mm -hmm. too for, I mean, I, I can see with a lot of people that we work with, you know, like always having to put this bright face on all the time Mm -hmm. on even Instagram. And like, this is pretty much your, your branding, your storefront, and you have to show face and no matter how you feel, you know, and I I think Instagram is uh, pivoting a little bit to where, you know, more and more people are showing their true self and like being like, okay, I'm okay to like be honest that I'm not having a good fucking day today, you know, but it's been for a really long time showing the highlights of who you are, no matter how depressed you are, how sad you are, you're having to show this persona of like, I've got my shit together. Mm -hmm. I look great. I'm traveling everywhere. And um, keeping up with that kind of Joneses mentality. Exactly. I do love that it's getting a little bit more real. Like I think that that is getting to be something that people are praising. And I like seeing that. Me too. I love, I love seeing my friends like, you know, not using filters and, and actually just being like, this is who I am. So you're going to take this side too. Yeah. Um, how did you, um, deal with social media once you started, you know, becoming, you know, this this actress you know like how did that build your brand on your platform of ig as well like how did acting build it Mm -hmm. i feel like i've always just enjoyed posting and if anything i would be the one that was like always getting on in trouble on sets and stuff (laughs) because they're like you can't post you can't post when there's something in the background or like in this outfit or you can't post this and they have all these rules and i'm like I just want to like post my life. Like I just want to like, you know, be involved on social media. Um, so for me, like it didn't really, it just changed. My followers went up and like people started, you know, paying attention to what I do. Mm -hmm. And now I kind of have like a want to keep them informed about just what I'm doing all the time. Yeah. And, um, but I wouldn't say like it necessarily like changed or anything really changed. I've always posted a ton I've always just kind of done whatever I wanted to do on Instagram Got it. and that hasn't really changed except now I can't post certain things for certain on set. When I'm on <laughs> set, that's when I'm not posting. Cause yeah. I'm like just sitting there in my trailer. Like they keep, told me I can't post anything. Like, did you, did you have a big following previously or did you, did you grow that from, you know, just people hearing about you, learning about you and it just happens yeah, slowly but surely by people knowing about you working. I think also me posting a lot and keeping people informed helps grow in Instagram just in general. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. I think, you know, um, you know, obviously the business that I do is like really about that. And it, and they say like, you should be posting three to five times a day, which you do such a good job about that. A lot of people don't, a lot of people only do once, a day or maybe like every other day, but I feel like you get in at least two a day. I don't. Yeah, I know it's, but but when I think about it like that, I'm like, I don't want to post today. So it's really just like whatever I feel like doing. Yeah. And if I have, I like to take photos and if I have like extra photos or whatever, like I post them and I don't know, like to think about it as like a requirement makes me not enjoy it. Yeah. And I think that that's like something that I want to, tell people it's like that's why I said on the when you were like what's the advice for like your feed and I was like honestly just do whatever the hell you want like post if you want post as many times as you as you want and yeah. if you don't feel like posting that day then you're more inclined or likely to post the next day because you didn't feel pressure to post and yeah. if you feel like 
oh my God, I got to post twice today to like keep up with people, then you're just going to not enjoy it. And Instagram should be enjoyable. For sure. And and I think a lot of people do it for different reasons. But, yeah. you know, even to listening to something that Gary V Gary V had actually said was, don't, if you're going to post something, just keep posting and, enjoy, and like you said, enjoy it. But you're, you're going to be more and more relevant the more you post because 100%. you're getting on the explore page. You're getting out there. People are constantly, people have an attention span of two seconds. Right. So they'll see your photo and they want more. It's like, you know, it's, yeah. it's a feeling of gratification. I guess so. for advice, like for it, like an upcoming like actor or something like, yeah, I would recommend posting and like keeping yeah. just people informed about your life. People get excited and like, you know, if you're going into an audition, they like want to see like what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, don't post the sides or like don't <laughs> don't give away anything or else they'll come after yeah. you and you probably won't ever work again. <laughs> but people but, also want to know your personality and like yeah. know who you are. And I, I think even too, regardless if you're an actor or not, like just in any type of business, you know, getting getting people to grab a piece of you and know you and feel like they can be your friend is really important in business. Yeah. And this is such a great free platform right. to gather so many people that are like-minded mm -hmm. that want to know about you because they see your success. They see that, okay, if she can do it, I want, I can do it too. Yeah. And, and, you know, being constantly knowing that your audience is, they care about you. They yeah. want to know about you. Even if you have only 20 people that follow you, yeah. that's 20 people. Think about 20 people in a room right now. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. a lot of people that actually care about what you have to say to them. Right. So I don't think it matters on how big or small you are. I feel like if you are on Instagram and someone is following you, you're influenced to them 100%. and whatever you're doing in your life. And, um, yeah. So also too, we were talking about before the show, the paparazzi thing. Like, how did that even feel the first time? Like, I can't even imagine ever having that. So. Like, normally when there's paparazzi, it's like you get dressed for an event and you know that if you walk out or something, there might be cameras or people might be out there with like autographs or something, which yeah. is, which is cute and fun. And you know, and you see them, you know, <laughs> but that like the, I went to Mexico and literally I like got on just Jared and there was like photos of me walking on the beach. And I was like, how did they see me? Like, where was that person? Like, I had no idea. I'm just like top knot glasses. Like I didn't think about it. Yeah. And that was the first time that I was like, this is so weird. Like someone was hiding right. in a bush Sketch. or like doing something. Yeah. Or they could have actually just been in plain sight and I just like didn't even realize that they were taking a photo of me. Oh my gosh. I'm <laughs> not looking for it. Yeah. I can't imagine because like also too, it's like so incriminating as well. If you're like trying to get undressed or whatever and you're like, what the, and yeah. it's like on yeah. the biggest platform ever just showcased. I don't know. I would like, freak I out. Yeah, it is weird. It is like to not know is like really weird. But I I think it's fun when you like are all dressed like when you know that it's coming. Yeah, you're like oh, this is so fun. Like I love taking photos. You know? Yeah. But yeah, no, I don't. I I definitely not a fan of the paparazzi when it's like you're not invited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I and I couldn't imagine having that as a job. Like I know that's so and like taking your photo and being that guy, that guy or that girl. I know. I can't. 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't want that no. job. No, I mean, just to call me out too would be so embarrassing. Just be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> I know they don't care. They yeah, don't care. Like those videos that I see of like, you know, Justin Bieber or whatever. Like, who is so nice about it? Who's like, yeah, can you please like, like stop? Yeah, like give me a second to Ugh. like enjoy life right now. Yeah, I, no, yeah. I. I'm definitely, I mean, I know that that might be part of the job, but I'm glad that that has, that's not really been an issue at all. Like I barely get noticed. I could like walk into literally anywhere and like no one notices me. So the paparazzi that was in the bush, I'm like, I'm like, I don't like you, but also that's kind of fucking cool. So anyways, if it happens more often, I might have a different answer. So, so, you know, now that we've been, you know, kind of at home lately and a lot of, you know, stuff has been on halt. Um, and I know that season three Oroville's coming out. Mm-hmm. When, when is that actually coming out? Oh my gosh. Because of everything that's happening. I'm, I'm assuming they're still kind of lagging on that too, or what's going on. I feel like this is like the age of, I, I don't know. <laughs> like I genuinely don't I know. You can you. ask anybody a question about like, when is something happening or whatever? I mean, even I, I've been even auditioning just because I haven't, we don't know when we're going back because you have to like do all these protocols. You have, I mean, so many people have to sign off on different ways of getting to set, different ways of testing. How are mm-hmm. we going to do makeup and wow. put a mask on and yeah. then like take it off? Are we going to have makeup people like running in and out? Are we going to have like different like A, B and day, A, B days or A, B lunch cruise and it's I, just like so I much. can't even imagine how much time that takes just in general because I know that you guys obviously shoot for so long so even just doing that is probably so many more hours just built into yeah. your hectic schedule as well yeah. and well, what you just said um are you doing auditions like on zoom or how, how is that working how's the pivot right now um it's mainly over tapes okay and then i did my first zoom producers meeting oh okay um, how was with that? mindy kaling actually i really love her so that oh, was really cute. fun yeah um and it was funny because like you so they'll they'll be all there supposedly they're there but yeah. you don't see them you just see yourself okay and it's the weirdest thing because <laughs> i have a blank room. Yeah. My phone set up on a tripod because I'm also, this is like the first Zoom thing that I've done because like I don't do, we don't, I don't have Zoom meetings. Really. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how to do this. So I have like my phone Zoom on. Zoom is 2020. I know, but I, I haven't run into this problem. I don't have a company or I'm just like, you know, either taping or this was the first time that I had like a meeting on Zoom. I'm not kidding. So I have like a tripod in a blank room and then my iPhone, but then I don't want to look at myself while I'm acting at just my, you know, screen. Yeah. So I had to like tape. I was like, hold on guys. (laughs) And you could just hear Mindy. I just heard her voice and I was like, oh my God, they're like all there. Yeah. And all I see on the, on my phone is just me. So I put a tape like a piece of paper and a tape on my phone and just like left the camera side open. And I literally talked to my phone front camera like this. But you don't like that? I would. I think that I would like that more With than being, voice. being in a room of a bunch of people that looked like me and hearing how bad I did. It's, I, but it's, but you can't see the person that you're reading with. Got it. That's 
that's what the, the hard problem part. is like you you're, you're not communicating you're just looking at a <laughs> at a dot on a phone and i'm just looking at my shitty piece of paper and tape and knowing that like all these important people are listening to me and i'm just like this is so weird yeah <laughs> well i mean we we're having to all pivot a different way and yeah. trying to get used to this new lifestyle i mm-hmm. guess and i mean but that but is that also too exciting that like you're, you're having to challenge yourself right now because, yeah. you know, I, I love challenges. I love anything I, like someone says I can't do. I'm like, oh, yes. get out of the way. Yes. I will probably be good at it just because I want to be good at it. So a hundred percent. I mean, I, yeah, I love challenges. And I think that just in general, no matter who you are, like this has been a challenging time and mm-hmm. it's made so many people realize like what they really want and they have to be intentional about what they want or yeah. they would just not do anything. Like yep. you have to like actually try to do what you want to do and are passionate about. And I think it's like cool saying what people are doing with their time or um, people are creating new jobs for themselves or with yep. friends. And it's, I think it's a really good challenging time for everybody. And, and to add to that, I agree. And I, I think that this is a perfect time to do something you love and monetize it, right. you know, and whereas a lot of people probably just were in the mindset of, I'm going to just take this job. I know how to do it. It's going to be like clockwork, but now we're having to like go back to our roots and be like, okay, what did I enjoy in high school, what did right. I enjoy in college that I was like, it was kind of like a part-time thing that I did for fun, but now you can incorporate it and be like, okay, how can I utilize this in my life right now? Cause I'm at home yeah. and I can create this into a business. Yeah. And I think it's really cool to see some people really revamp their whole life and like, eh. <laughs> you know, for, for good though, I think people are I, I think that there's there's obviously shitty situations right now and people are having a really hard time, but I'm also seeing people like, f- fuck that. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm going to get out of this hole. I'm going to figure it out. And, and they're actually, having to overcome. Yeah, yeah. And they're figuring out actually what they really want to do. Right. And how great is that, that something bad could bring out something good? Yeah. You know, so. And like everyone gets into such a rut and a routine with like going to work, coming home, doing this and that mm-hmm. they don't seeing beyond that just seems like impossible. So now it's like, I think it's also going to give people a fire to work again Yeah, and and like do actually what they want to do. And they're going to be like a reset. Everyone needed Mm -hmm. just a big reset. I mean, you know, this is a, it's still like, there's so many terrible things that are happening, but I think at the end of the day, the positive side is it is a reset and it is a challenging time that people can use for good and learn a lot. Yeah. Well, I, I'm so happy you came here that I now want to make a drink with you because I know, like I see you posting and you're posting some bomb ass cocktails. Oh, I do make cocktails. So we are going to be doing some cocktails with Anne right now. Okay. (laughs) You know, my team is always so prepared or maybe unprepared and just grabbed a bunch of stuff. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh. I look down for a second and then wow. look up and what see is that? this. <laughs> wow, this looks fun. So they brought, yeah, they brought a Can bunch I of stand? stuff. Yeah, they brought a bunch of stuff for us to make a, co- for Anne to make a cocktail to me. Wow, am I going to puke after this? This looks scary. 
All right, Anne, you're making me a cocktail? Yes, I am. And um, <laughs> we have plenty of alcohol choices here. And I think I will go with tequila because that's my favorite. <laughs> tequila. It looks like you already drank a lot of it. I, it does. I've had this for a long time. It actually was my parents and they gave it to me as a, like an heirloom gift for my house. Well, I swear that thing was fully filled before this interview. So. I don't know. I, oh, oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> this is what happens. This is, see, this, this, is, this is when you know you're a professional. No, you're this, like, is, this is, I don't know. need to use that thing that. This is going to yeah. uh, be a good night. I think this is like, I skipped the first, I skipped the first drink at the bar where the guy's like a little bit like, you know, okay with the alcohol. And then I, I went straight to the second one. Yeah. Okay. You're so like, we're going to do alcohol. Fuck the measuring. Fuck the measuring. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of about the same amount. Okay. That's what I'm saying. You're professional. You don't even, you looked at that, eyeballed it. And I like, totally I eyeballed it. it. Yeah. I don't use these things. We don't need those. Okay. Just as long as I'm like. Okay, we're going to do Guys, some Guys, it's so early right now. This is really happening. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do some limes in here. We might, we might need a lot of limes with that much tequila. Oh, wait, no, but we have some key lime LaCroix here, so that'll help. Are those coronavirus-free hands? I, you know what? <laughs> You're squeezing limes right now. You know, I know. I, I, I one goes that. in. So one goes in and one stays out. Hopefully the tequila, <laughs> the tequila is hand sanitizer. It is. Yes. Okay. So you there know you what? Go. You are drinking hand sanitizer <laughs> just like Trump wanted to. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. And what's that? Perfect. What's that? This is agave. And okay. I'm going to, this, this, <laughs> this I will put in here. <laughs> <laughs> we wash our sugar intake. Okay, cool. Okay. Cool. Yeah, that's important. <laughs> Not so, too I much. I really grabbed that like without thinking about <laughs> yeah. it. Okay. And then I'm going to take some ice. Once with again, my coronavirus free <laughs> hands <laughs> with your ice. Okay, with cool. my coronavirus free hands. <laughs> yeah. Well, how am I supposed to get it? Oh, this thing. <laughs> no, it, it's fine. It's fine. No, it's I you trust you. I, I'm drinking sanitizer. So there we it's go. All good. Okay. okay. I don't okay. even know what this does. I think that's like to pour after, right? Strainer. Oh, yeah. It's a strainer. Yeah. Thanks, team. <laughs> I'm going to okay. add one more lime. One just, more lime, just okay. In case, and I'm going to add just a dash <laughs> Wait. of agave again. <laughs> and the salt goes on the top, so we're not going to okay. use it yet. And I'm... No I, uh, uh, grenadine? None of that? Okay, no, we don't do that. Looks, we do agave instead? We do agave instead. Okay. We can't have both. All right. No, we so we're not going th for like any more alcohols because we have a uh, vodka and yeah, we uh, can't tangerine. have any more alcohols. Okay. But we will so what have are you making these? Well, I would put this in it, but if I shake, if I shake sparkling water, it's not going to end well. Okay. So wait, what's the, what's, you're not going to put any, you're just doing straight tequila. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm going to put this in after. Okay. Got it. Got it. Because got it. I can't okay. shake. I just said I can't shake soda water. Okay. Got it. I mean, yeah, I was going to say these are very key takeaways. <laughs> key takeaways. <laughs> she looks really cute shaking right now. You have to watch the video because she looks great. Yes. <laughs> okay. Oh, I like this shaker. Okay. So now we will pour this okay and i'll have some too okay good <laughs> see that's not you even can, that much and that's then, a, i'm not drinking i'm not drinking all that i'm taste testing this girl that's a lot I, add, I won't be able to drive we're gonna add some fresh ice 
It's okay. With her corona-free hands. It, I'm not she's, using my hands as she's much. She's touching time. every single ice cube with her fingers. But not as much. Not as much. Okay. That looks great. And now okay. we're going to use the Key Lime LaCroix to top it off. I love LaCroix. Okay. Well, I'd this say looks, that's This looks good. very refreshing. It is going to be refreshing. For an 11 a.m. drink. And then... Um, Oh, I don't have a knife. So more lime? Normally, no, normally I would put it on the top, like a little okay. topper, but got you it, know what? It. Are you doing salt? It's no salt? Well, I don't know how to do a salt rim. That I'm not professional I think you're at. supposed to do you, the salt first, right? You're supposed to... If you, yeah, you're yeah. supposed to do the salt probably first before I put <laughs> the drink in. Because <laughs> you're supposed to somehow, I don't know, put it on the rim. I don't know how to do that. Okay, so... This so is my, my makeshift drink. Okay, is this what you normally make or no? I mean, <laughs> if if this was all that was at my house, yes. <laughs> this is what I would so have made. what do you normally make? What do you normally I, I would make? say like the tequila, tequila, soda, and lime, and then jalapeno I usually try to put in there because I like things spicy. spicy. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Either that or wine. And then I'm hoping to go to a bar that makes better drinks than me. Perfect. Because I don't know how to make the drinks. <laughs> okay, cheers. Okay, cheers. Cheers to me. This has been a while since I drank, but let's we'll let you try this. it first. Why me first? Why can't you do it? <laughs> you made it. I okay, will find your face first. It doesn't, it doesn't like, it's not like a overwhelming alcohol smell. So I didn't, I think I eyeballed it right. Oh my God, that's so good. It's actually too sweet. That's too, that, that. I didn't need as much above it. Oh, yeah, it. it's not bad. That's literally... Yeah, that's good. I Yeah. No, it's like sugar water. <laughs> yeah, that's scary. That's scary good. <laughs> no, it's like too good. Yeah, it's good. You did a good job, especially wow. for just like, okay, having see, the so team Okay, see, so if I was at home, I'd be like this. <laughs> so you eyeballed that, and it tastes that really good. That was a little... Yeah. Because usually sometimes when people do that, I'm like, whoa, it's so strong. I can't even drink that. But that was really good. It tastes Yummy. like limeade. Yes, it does. It does. Oh, I can already feel like the alcohol like rush into me right now because I haven't drank in so long. But <laughs> oh my god, I, it hits me pretty hard, even just on a sip. Um, it's crazy. But and thank you so much for coming and talking with us. Of you course, did, I, I love talking to you. Actually, so we're gonna have to do this after the show too, and yes. like go and, and get like, drinks. Out. Go and watch you get drinks. Actually, yeah, so. that would be great. I love that. <laughs> okay, perfect, perfect. <laughs> 